Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode and had an amazing Thanksgiving. On our latest episode, we talked about our annual Thanksgiving episode. Right. Because <laughs> we talked about gratitude, because we talk about it every year, because gratitude is the attitude. Today, for episode number 495... We are going to ask you a question. Is your relationship with your device toxic? toxic? I couldn't read what you wrote on the board. I wrote it small. Yeah, it's brutal. I wrote it small. Let me do it again. Is your relationship with your device toxic? Probably. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. So I did a, I wrote an article a while back about oh, social media. Oh, I know. Oh, Here we go. So everything has pros and cons. Yes. Okay, we now all have access. Think about your phone. It's a tool. It's the most useful tool. Honestly, it's the most useful tool I've ever had in my entire life. And the reason why we're doing this episode is last night I was on the phone with Amy and we were doing our team huddle on Sunday trying to brainstorm and talk about all these different things. She had seven points that we got through all of them, which is awesome. Strong work. And it was Sunday evening. I had all my stuff in the studio because I spent Sunday in solitude just doing some work. And I left all my stuff up here. So I was about to leave, but I went to do my walk while I was on the phone. Okay, so I'm going back into the studio, and it's locked. Uh, and I have the password saved in Dropbox in a screenshot that you sent me back when we first got the studio. And so I'm going to try to open it while talking on the phone, this whole thing, and I drop the phone. When I drop the phone, it goes, duz, duz, and then all of a sudden, I, my, half the screen goes, duz, 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 duz. So half the screen no longer works, and here's what happens. When you have a pin that requires some of the numbers on the left side, Oh yeah. you now can't use your phone. You be Jeffing. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, I did find a way uh, to get into the studio. We won't talk about it. <laughs> and I got back up here, and I basically tried to continue working. And I really, really quickly realized how crippling it was for me not to have my device. And it was very eye-opening. And so from 8.30 p.m. yesterday until... 11.30 a.m. today, I didn't have my iPhone. And it was honestly eye-opening how few things I could do. No audiobooks on the way home. No Chromecast at home for my morning mindset workout. I had to do that on my laptop. No Netflix. Um, I ended up, what did I end up watching last night? I think I used my Xbox for the first time <laughs> in a hot minute to put on like a movie. Um, no, no, no. I went on YouTube on my laptop and just put Harry Potter on in the background while I was finishing work. And my gratitude's for you, Amelia. So anyways, we are super, super dependent. And I'm just as guilty of this, obviously, as anyone else, on our devices. And one thing that was interesting to me is not only did it, did it highlight how much I use my phone for useful things, but it also made me feel incredible as well. In, in the sense of, I actually can't use my phone. So I, it was a weird freeing thing. I, I think of it like a digital leash. It was like I was off the digital leash. 
And now Kevin and I have been working on this for a long time, but I think we're going to work on it even more is phone free time. So, yes. So on Sunday, as you guys know, I usually spend time with Taryn. That's the family day. I did not want to look at my phone at all. Right. I looked at it a couple times just to make, th- make sure everything was good, make, th- make sure everything was good. But throughout the day, I may have looked at my phone three times. And I told Taryn at the end of the night, I told Alan today, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. It felt really good, right? I really, really enjoyed it because you, I think you forget how reactive you are to when your phone's next to you, you naturally want to check it. And, you know, we get a lot of text messages. Oh, yeah. I have... 40, 50, I had 40 or 50 text messages when you open your phone, you know, 15 Facebook notifications, 15 DMs. We won't even go into the emails. Thousands. You know that. Right. But that's my inbox hygiene, as Alan would say. <laughs> yeah, la- lack thereof. Yes. My, my question and my intention for this episode is, ask yourself, are you better off without it? Now, not all the time, right? If you have a business, you need your cell phone... Honestly, it's really hard to exist without a cell phone now. Of course. Right? But could you do a better job of intentionally using it? Right. Because if you're proactively using it versus reactively using it, all right? If you're proactively using it to post on Facebook, post on Instagram about your business, post on LinkedIn, message people, awesome. But if you're just going into zombie mode and just swiping and scrolling and going down the rabbit hole of whatever that means, maybe stressing yourself out over politics, maybe right. you know, looking at half-naked people on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? If if you're doing those things, it probably is toxic. They're triggers, man. That's the thing. It's you know, you guys are reading Atomic Habits. I think you guys moved on we in just the book club. Finished. Just finished. Yes. So Atomic Habits by James Clear, there's a super simple formula. It's the cue, the craving, the behavior, and the reward. The cue is a trigger. And so every single time you see a notification. And you can literally test this. Picture being without your phone and you're in a completely resourceful state. You just meditated for 10 minutes. Okay, you're completely in harmony and in peace and you probably have some really good thoughts about your future, Mm -hmm. about your past. You're probably in a good place. Pick up your phone and look at the 40 notifications and then put your phone back down. See, this is the piece we don't understand. There's a craving there. When you see the 40 notifications, your subconscious doesn't forget that you saw that. Now you're going to be thinking about those whether you know it or not. I'm reading a book right now called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And he talks about this study that they did where they basically took people who were trying to do a task and interrupted them in the middle of the task. And then the people who were interrupted were like significantly, their performance decreased significantly. So there's so many books about this. There's Flow. There's um, Rise of Super Human Strength or something like that. There's a whole bunch of books. I've been reading a lot of books on peak performance. Every peak performance book that I've ever read talks about the importance of eliminating distraction. And I think it's, it's like anything else, right? You and I da- gave that uh, speech in sales where we talked about Abraham Lincoln, Honest Abe, and it was a picture of him with an axe. It's like you can either use an axe to build a home and then the next picture was what, Jason? Jason Voorhees. Jason. Friday the 13th, if you haven't seen it, it don't unless unless you are you don't like sleep. <laughs> There's a lot of people, you know what I mean? I've always loved those movies, but I will digress. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can use an axe to build a home, or you can use an axe to kill someone. It's not the tool, it's the wielder, it's the technician. Yeah. 
And we are all the technician of our digital devices. Every relationship, I remember when Emilia taught me about this, everything's a relationship. I have a relationship to Kevin, but I also have a relationship to whether or not I like my own smile. I also have a relationship of whether or not I like my own physique. I have a relationship with whether or not I like my hair. As a matter of fact, right now, you and I probably both want haircuts, Why right? Why you watch your mouth about what is I that, want? Is that yes, true? Yes, okay. <laughs> so, and why, you know, you and I usually wait to get a haircut until, until, there's the pain, pain. until there's enough pain. I haven't worn the hat yet, so I get at least at least a week and a half. At least a yeah, week. I haven't started wearing my hat yet. So. Although Thanksgiving's coming up, so I think I gotta gotta get it. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. They're already booked. But you have a relationship with your device, and it's either a, a positive, uplifting, inspiring relationship, or it's a toxic relationship. And whether we want to admit it or not, we are all addicted to these devices. We have to understand to what extent. If if there's 100%, you're like a an addict where you can't live for five minutes without it, that's a certain level. We're all to a certain extent. The key is to make sure, and I'll end with this and let you no, let no, go. No Sorry. It's Cal, no worries. I'm just, here for, <laughs> I'm just here for show. Cal Newport said this. He said, if you practiced focusing and concentrating on one thing at a time as much as you practice being distracted, you'd be just as good at focusing. The problem is, is most of our days are spent dings and rings and calls and all that stuff, email, text. It, there's never been more opportunity for distraction than right now, and I think that it's messing with our brains. I, I think it's... I think that people need constant... Not engagement. Stimulus. Stimulus, yeah. Even, I even find myself, if, if I'm watching UFC and there's a commercial, my natural reaction is to pick up my phone and just scroll through social media so I don't have to sit there with my thoughts. It's this weird thing. I know. And now I'm consciously doing that. So I think, or I'm consciously trying to fight that. Right. I think that if your relationship with your device is not by choice, it's probably toxic. Exactly. If, if you're going on social media to post, that's fine. I love it. I think right. that's amazing. I think that's amazing. But if, you're, if you don't have an Instagram account and you're private and you don't post anything and you're just scrolling, what are you actually getting out of it? I think it's probably toxic if you think it's filling your cup. Hmm. Right again, and I'm guilty of this too. I'll throw a TV show on and say oh, I'm, I'm going to veg out and watch this, and I'll just scroll social me social media. Why do I even have the TV on? Why am I even? What am I doing here? So my challenge to you is set. I don't care if it's a full day. You create phone free blocks. Yeah, Taryn and I talked about this last night in our check in. Or sorry, we talked about this Sunday in our check in. I'm going to be doing this on Sundays. And I'm also, Alan and I talked about this, I'm going to try to batch my social media mm. way better than I do. Look, if you've DM'd me, you know I get back pretty quick, usually to my detriment. It's usually taking away from something else. I love talking to you guys. I love helping. You know, I always want to be there for people. I always want to be there for clients. It's very important And that's to me. all wonderful. It is. It's but just, right. Is it bottlenecking me for my future success? Right. Right? That's, that's another thing. So I think it's important to understand and be honest with yourself too. Be honest with yourself. If you find yourself craving social media, and it's, it's always like, oh, I got to look, I got to look. Start small. Mm -hmm. Put your phone on the other side of the room. Put your phone on the other side of the room for an hour. And just see what happens. See how it feels. Chances are, and this is, a, this is an interesting disconnect for a lot of people, chances are you're not going to miss anything that matters. Honestly. And honestly, what if you did? I know. Like in this weird way, and I, this is going to go a little off the rails here, but it's... It's not, a, it's not likely that somebody's going to call you and say, hey, I'm hanging off the end of a cliff. I need you to come get me. 
that most likely isn't going to happen. That's fear-based. And honestly, if that happened 15 years ago, you wouldn't even have the option to answer the phone. That's the problem. I know. You I wouldn't know. even be an option. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever been afraid to tell your friends or your family what you really wanted out of life? It's clear that you want to get to the next level. Join our private Facebook group. In that private Facebook group, you're going to get around a growth-minded, like-minded community who all have goals and dreams. That way you won't feel alone. You can be vulnerable. You can be understood. And again, there's nothing more important than getting on a winning team. To join Next Level Nation, just click the link in the show notes. There's so much science behind this. I forget which TED Talk it was, but the neuroscience is so clear on this that these devices are rewiring our brains for a negative. And it talks about how when you don't this is the analogy I'll use, okay, before going into all of it. Imagine, I remember hearing the story. They had rats in a maze, and they put cheese in one spot consistently, and that trained the rats to always go to that spot to find the cheese. When they started changing the time and the placement of the cheese, the rats, even when the cheese stopped, just ran around the maze driving themselves crazy. That is a good analogy for what's happening to us because we are, like you said, if you have this subconscious fear, and I'm guilty of this too, last, last night, 8.30 p.m. to 8 to 11.30 a.m. when I texted Kevin this morning saying, hey, I'm on my way to the studio with my phone, and I emailed you before that. I emailed you saying I'm going to be late to the studio because my phone, I got to go get it fixed. From 8.30 a, uh, p.m. To last night to 11.30 a.m. this morning, I got to learn the hard way that nothing bad happened. I emailed one of my clients. I emailed Kevin. I emailed Emilia saying, I'm okay, don't worry. Because usually she gets gratitudes from me via the phone. Nothing. And, and then, by the way, when I got my phone working, and I, he was like literally saying, the guy who fixed it, he's like, okay, test it out, like go try it out. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, honestly, just go catch up on your stuff. Let me know if everything works. And I was, I was catching up, and I'm like, nothing bad happened. Right. No one even cares. Like, I, I was off the grid for that long. No one cares. It's an egocentric, weird addiction that we have. And we have to prove to our own brain that the cheese is going to come and it's okay. You don't need to be on alert all the time waiting for that next piece of cheese to yeah. drop in the maze. You don't, don't run around the maze and drive yourself crazy. Instead, live your life and, and understand that people aren't... It's this weird thing, man. People are not that concerned about you yeah but some people are i think that's the thing go ahead i remember early on when we first i don't know if you guys can hear that that is the train of worcester buzzing in the background train of Worcester. the train of worcester when we first became friends with Catherine nash i never understood like i don't know man it's just i don't know it sucks she doesn't text us back for like a week at a time now i understand and we also saw her dms it's like 99 plus at all given times right for me there was this phase where it was like even a lot of people close to me of like, look, I might not text you back the same day. Like, get over it. It is what it is. That's a, that is a luxury anyway that we have the ability to do that. I know. I might not text you back. I have people that are literally paying me to text them back. I Sometimes they just come first. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's that, you know, hey, how was your day? Like, it is what it is. My day was the same as it was yesterday. I, I do the same things every day. Mm. And I don't mean that in any, any negative way. It's just, look, 
the expectation now is that, and it's interesting because neither of us actually have our phones on us right now, which is very rare. Right. But the expectation is, since I have my phone on me, I can respond to you at all given times of the day. Right. And if I'm not, I'm ignoring you. Ex- that's not the case. I know. And if you're watching or listening to this, I want you to understand that that can be the same for you. It's become a cultural norm. I know. Just because you can get a hold of someone does not mean you have the right to at any given moment. Yeah. It's this new social norm where, let's say I text you, Kev, and we're business partners, right? If I'm not hyper-conscious, throwback, throwback, I might be like, dude, it's been three hours. Like, I need a response on this. See, I work very, very, very hard to always appreciate and not expect. I try really hard. Trade your expectation in for appreciation. Your whole life becomes a miracle. And it's hard when you love someone. I mean, one of the days, I forget what it was, I, I took my birthday for me. Like a lot of it, not the whole thing, but most of it. And I remember you being like, I hope you're okay, man. Because yes, when someone does something abnormal, of course you go to fear. Are they okay? And all that. They're most likely fine. They're most likely fine. Maybe their phone broke. Yeah. Right? It's all good. Um, I had clients booking calls. Like, it's fine. It's all fear-based. And I think if you're out there listening, I want you to seriously consider this. This is going to be actually hard for you. It was hard for me. I'm guilty. I want you to go five full hours without touching your phone. And I want you to see how effing hard that is. It will wake you up. I literally listened to the radio for the first time in three years. And I was listening to music like, what is going on? Like, I haven't listened to music in years. Because normally I listen to books. And I also didn't like that because it felt like a waste of my time. A little bit. But like, it was obnoxious how different my life was without it (laughs) um but i learned something from it and i think it's really important i'm gonna start doing genuinely um deep work has convinced me to put on my calendar when i'm doing deep work i want to put two hour minimum blocks of of phone free time phone free working time same yeah i'm setting up my laptop to be able to do most of the things that my phone can do that are necessities and eliminating none of the all the inessentials. I am also committed. Yes, so Sunday I literally did that. It was more than five hours. What it a was, coincidence, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was more than five hours. I think because I'm sick of, I, I don't want to say I've mastered a lot of things in my life because I haven't, but I feel like I'm next level at a lot of things that I do on a daily basis and my habits are really good. I'm consistent, I'm disciplined. There's that one, there's always that one thing that, that's like, ah, I kind of suck at this. Like this is kind of Jeff and me. Right. That's the one thing. It's yeah. social media, it's my phone. Sometimes you're searching for a distraction. And I don't I'm not maximizing my potential. I'd rather sit there and meditate for five minutes or just think. I know. Think about the strategy of right? our business. Right? Think about the best thoughts come. Yeah. I'm committed to that. And if you're watching this or listening to this, I challenge you to commit to something. Maybe it's an hour. Yeah. Start with an hour. Okay? Try it. Maybe, You'll be shocked at how hard yeah. that is. And I think honestly, I think it'll feel good. I think you'll be happy that you did it. I think that you'll Say, you know what, maybe this is something I should practice more consistently. Guys, just because we have a phone that has so many amazing capabilities doesn't mean we have to be attached to it at all times. Mm-hmm. Okay, we use it for GPS, we use it for music, we use it to talk, we use I it for social media. I had to find directions. <laughs> Dude, to the, to the, I literally, you should have seen me on my laptop. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> remember that? This was humbling. I'm literally, I do remember, I was on Google. This place was... I kid you not, three and a half minutes from where I live. I had to go into Google View and like find landmarks near it. 
it's three minutes from my place, and I'm like, okay, there's a Dairy Queen. I've been to that Dairy Queen. <laughs> I saw, I saw when you. I actually know exactly where that Dairy Queen is. Yeah. I saw that when you sent me a picture of your map and your time. I was like, Dairy Queen. Oh, I was gonna ask you to stop by, but it was only eleven o'clock in the morning. Banana so. split was good there. There, as always, Parks and Recreation has an episode for this. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. I'm gonna find a list of Park and Rec's episodes, and I'm gonna tie them into things. <laughs> there is an episode where Aziz Ansari, who is Tom Haverford, in yeah, Tom Haverford in Parks and Recreation literally is tweeting on his drive to the office and gets into an accident. And the judge, instead of having him pay anything, takes away a cell phone for a week. And he goes nuts. Okay? And Ron Swanson, who is always the wisdom person, says, what are you hiding from in that phone? Hmm. And that is such a good... I'm telling you, man, this show, <laughs> this show is like Miyagiing people. I'm telling you. I'm it's convinced. Fine. They took it off of Netflix, damn it. I know. They took friends off, too. Well, both of our favorite shows have gone. What are the chances of that? I know. You know why? It's probably because we talk so much junk about Netflix. That's probably And we why. don't mean it. I love Netflix. <laughs> right. I love Netflix. They just, now they don't even give you the time to decide. They just go into the next episode. But what are you hiding from? Right. Are you hiding from silence? Are you hiding from your own thoughts? Again, I always use this example. I'll let you go because we only got a minute. When Taryn, Taryn and I are out to eat, Taryn goes up, says, hey, we're getting ready to leave. I'm going to go hit the bathroom. Natural reaction. I look like an idiot if I just sit here. I'm going to pull out my phone. I have consciously trained myself not to do that. Leave mm -hmm. your phone. I literally, if I take my phone out, I'm failing, quote unquote. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I want people to understand. So Matthew McConaughey gave a Houston commencement that I talk about all the time. Why? Because it's just fire. He basically said that too many options will make a tyrant of us all. I want you to think about back before the internet existed. And you can go ask any one who's Gen X, baby boomer, like you can ask them, was life better back then? Obviously the quality of life was not better back then, but it felt better because we were more present. We were less comparison. We, this digital addiction is a thing. I want you to think when you, you walk into a grocery store and you want pasta sauce, okay? Hey, pasta. You have 24 different options. You, the brain gets overwhelmed. This is why Apple has three choices. Every MacBook, there's three choices. Every iPhone, there's three choices. They don't want to overwhelm people because they, there's studies, study after study after study have been done. People have decision atrophy. When there's 23 options, you just say, it's too overwhelming, you just avoid it. When you have a phone that can do anything, the problem is, is there's no guardrails. You, you, you can do anything from your phone, but that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Not all, okay, if you can do a million things on that phone right now, and you can message thousands of people, you can email thousands of people, you can post on thousands of people, social media, Kevin, what should you do? Whatever is going to help business. Right. So you have your one thing. We, our main focus of, our, our main circle of concern every day, Kev, is to grow this show and help more people. We have rails. We, there's, there's things that add to that, traction, and then there's distraction, things that are not. What about the people who don't have what we have? There, there's, you can play Angry Birds. You can play Call of Duty on your phone. You, there's infinite options, and it, it makes us overwhelmed and feel like crap about ourselves. Mm. So it's a toxic relationship. I honestly think all of us have a toxic relationship with our digital devices. It's to what extent are you in control? Are you proactive or are you reactive? That's the question. Bada bing, bada boom. My challenge to you is put some, some time aside, an hour, a day, a weekend, whatever it is where you don't check your phone. Make sure all your ducks are in a row before. That's fine. 
But you're, I guarantee it's going to give you the peace of mind that you want. And I don't think you're going to miss it. I think you'll actually thank yourself for doing it. So if you're listening to this, it is Friday. So we have a few more days until December 1st, a few more days in our giveaway. We're giving away five $50 Amazon gift cards. If you want to be entered, all you have to do is go to the Apple Podcast app or try to figure out where you can leave reviews. There's some other websites. If you're on Android, I think you can do it from Stitcher, I believe. Facebook. You can on Facebook. You can do it on Facebook as well. All you have to do is leave us a review, screenshot it, and send it to us. That way we know who you are. You'll be entered in in December 1st. We're going to pick five winners, hammer you with a $50 Amazon gift card, and you can do with it whatever you please. Every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, join us for the Next Level You Mastermind. Out of all the things we do, I think this is the most valuable. We spend an enormous amount of time curating and compiling incredible content where it's all hand-delivered. If you want to get to the next level in your life, that is the way. And again, it's going to be the books you read and the people you meet that change your future. That's the place to meet the best people. There's no way you're going to have a successful future without being on a winning team. And you got to go and meet like-minded individuals who are growth-minded at that mastermind. Hashtag. Next level mastermind. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we don't have fans. We have family, and we will talk to you on the next one. Talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.